0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show, The RR Show. Today, we're coming at you with episode 184, and we have a mammoth story, courtesy of r slash entitled parents. So let's jump straight into it our story for today, posted by you slash Gallifrey 63. Entitled parent's son commits sexual assault. An entitled parent blew up my life when I didn't agree with him. I have to start a bit further back than I'd like to, but context is important so as to understand the size of the metaphorical bullets I have had to dodge. While this tale does contain some small references to military activities, I've avoided all official lingo as it's just easier for most to understand in layman's terms. I know the proper terminology, but it's not really relevant. The star of our show, the Entitled Parent Incarnate, is former military, so maybe it's also a bit petty since it will irritate him if he ever reads this. Now the will of the fates has always worked out for me in the end of harrowing situations throughout my entire life, however it's not been without some mistakes that have taken years to crawl out from under. This mistake being one of them. What follows here is an intricate powder keg of Entitled Parent foolery that was months in the making without me even realizing it and it ignited too late for me to avoid a massive blowback the entitled parent in this flashback of horror is now my ex-fiance who i'll refer to as henry after henry jekyll henry informed me after a few weeks of dating him that he had a son that was conceived with his ex-wife his marriage had supposedly ended on an explosively bad note after a decade of verbal and physical abuse. I saw a fixer-upper of a man, and we could easily relate to each other, as my previous marriage was emotional abuse and a costly escape. Solidarity is a powerful bonding agent, even in the best of circumstances. And unbeknownst to me, I was about to descend into the worst. I dated Henry for two years, during which he moved into my apartment after only three months as we were head over heels for each other, and it was a good move at the time. We spent the entirety of quarantine together. We adopted two adorable kittens. I personally financed a new car for him after his old car died, and I gave that man my entire life on a silver platter. Henry had described his son, who I will refer to as Hyde, as the only light in his life during his marriage, and I took him for his word. Henry's ex-wife will be referred to as Helia, since Hellion is usually reserved for children, and Hellas too nice of a namesake. Helia had sole custody of Hyde, and Henry acted the part of loving father who was unjustly wronged in the past. I stupidly believed him, and didn't mind that Henry never actually divorced Helia. After all, my own prior divorce put me in such a financial hole, I was understanding that it wasn't the easiest process to endure. Helia agreed to grant Henry some visitation privileges so she could enjoy weekends without Hyde, and this way Henry could rebond with his son. Supposedly a win-win for all of them. I was supportive and happy, offered to make Hyde as comfortable as possible should he spend weekends over. When Hyde came over to visit, I immediately noticed that he was a very needy 10-year-old boy of the nth degree. This child had textbook abuse behavioral signs. I would know my entire childhood was filled with trauma and I've been in therapy for over a decade. Yay. I empathized with Hyde in that I understand where some of his attention-seeking behaviors stemmed from but didn't enjoy time with him much as it left me drained and lifeless afterwards. Henry assured me that Hyde was a good kid with a good head on his shoulders. But I quickly realized that even if this was the case, which it sometimes appeared to be, Henry did not want to be a parent. Henry loved being a dad, especially a weekend-only dad, but not a parent. Henry wanted someone who was happy with him all the time, who didn't see him as the flawed human he is, and Hyde was perfect for this fallacy. Hyde got everything his heart desired when Henry acquired permission to have Hyde sleep over at my apartment. During these visits, I did my absolute best to cater to Hyde's conversations, bragging and appetite, but it strained me a bit being in a one-bedroom apartment with essentially two children to babysit. Henry was irresponsible at best, self-destructive at worst and I would frequently have to cater to two bottomless pits of needs when his son would engage. Hyde was a sore loser in every game I entertained him with and would always assume he knew more than me about everything. Henry's words were gospel and mine were newspaper trash in comparison. I learned that this was due to Hyde having zero respect for women much too late to be of any kind of help to this kid. Having to share such a small space with these children motivated me to begin a house purchasing search. After months of effort proved fruitless, Henry suggested I look into military service as the VA home loan can be quite decent. Henry's credit was too poor to get a loan for tomatoes, let alone a house. So the task fell to me. I was done and in love, so I figured it was worth looking into. Now I'm as stubborn as a stick in the mud on a bad day, and on a good day I will find ways to accomplish Herculean tasks in any way possible, so this was a goal I agreed with. After a lot of trial and error, I wound up enlisting in the US Navy Reserves, so I could get my butt back home ASAP and get us that house we wanted. I've done much worse for less, so bring it on boot camp. I'm gonna get us a house. Henry accepted a very lucrative job promotion out of state that was due to start the day I would ship out for training. We lamented the poor timing, but resolved to make the most of it and start a new chapter in our lives. Henry was tasked with uprooting our living space to be closer to his new job and the fuses to our powder kegs started to twine together. Initially, Henry had moved into my apartment with not much other than the clothes on his back and a handful of weed. Every item in our shared living space was purchased by yours truly, and Henry had assimilated into my apartment without so much as having to buy a spare coffee mug. Henry had never had to move before and was a bit intimidated by the task appointed to him. I had one month of time before I was due to fly away for basic training. After which I was supposed to be gone for eight months total of provided military training. Basic was to be two of those months. I would be leaving my beloved tiny apartment behind, to unknown fates, and returning to a home I had never set foot in, to support Henry and Hyde. I've been through more stressful situations before, so I resolved to help Henry in the weeks before I left while maintaining my full-time job, providing notice to my employer that I was moving out of state, working out daily to maintain fitness for basic, and setting sights on the future. I packed up what belongings I could when I was off work during the week, entertained Henry and Hyde on weekends, and resolved that the storm of stress would subside soon. This was only temporary. Henry proposed to me at home over dinner with a promise that when I returned he'd have started the divorce process. After all, he supposedly had eight months I'd be gone, and we could begin our future together. There wasn't a ring but a cute necklace from Stardew Valley that meant the same to me. I trusted Henry with my life, happily granting him durable power of attorney so that he could vacate my apartment for me and handle anything I might need while cut off from the world for training. I knew I would temporarily forfeit my phone and bills still had to be paid. So sharing my online bank info was an easy decision. I had unwittingly added another barrel to the powder keg pile, The day comes to leave for training henry is scheduled for his first shift at his new job out of state it's only one state away but it's a decent drive so he wishes me luck has our cat packed up in his car and drives off into the sunrise while i'm sitting at my military recruitment office with a backpack and anxiety i'm to fly the furthest i've ever flown from home but at least i get to come back relatively quickly being just a reservist after all I get to training, making the final required phone call to Henry, letting him know I made it, power off my phone for confiscation, and enjoy the start of boot camp unprepared and overwhelmed. After a few weeks and a happy mandatory phone call later, Henry wrote me a few letters via an app that sends mail to recruits in training. I know now that if I hadn't have informed him of this convenience, he would have never bothered to put effort into writing to me at all. Henry sent some photos of our cats, pictures of Hyde at the state fair, and filled me in on a few things that were happening while I was gone. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. While in training, I was hastily reassigned to a job that would only require one month of training after graduation, compared to the original plan of six months. Reasons for this development are personally confidential, but it wasn't something I could argue. Initially cripplingly disappointed at my job change, I was somewhat happy to be returning home in time for Christmas. A very kind base staff member permitted me to call Henry to inform him of this bittersweet news as I was a teary-eyed emotional wreck at this point. Henry was audibly ecstatic to hear I'd be home the very first week of December and that he'd found an apartment near his new job for us. Henry was supposed to come to my basic training graduation. He was informed of the date via a letter sent out the very first week I was in training, but failed to plan something two months in advance. I was disheartened that nobody would be there to congratulate me for this small milestone, but it was okay. I had a new home waiting for me, and that was motivation enough. I asked to borrow a phone from a fellow graduate's mum after the event, and she obliged so I could inform Henry to expect open communication in a few short days when I'd be sent off to my training school enjoyed my first week off base and felt like I was finally going to calm down. Unbeknownst to me, Henry, Hyde, and Hellier were fumbling with a box of matches next to our powder kegs. Henry and I texted back and forth every day when I got to my training school, phone calls were exchanged, plans made for the future, concert tickets purchased for the following year, etc. However, all was not well in communicating. Henry informed me that Hyde had sexually assaulted a fellow schoolmate. This was our countdown to the apocalypse, and I didn't realize it. Hyde had hit, groped, and screamed at a poor female student at his school remember, Hyde's only 10 years old to suck his balls after smacking her ass and trying to grab her chest. Hyde did this in passing period with other students present after rubbing his hands together like a cartoon supervillain. Henry informed me of these details as he witnessed the school security camera footage. Henry sounded like a slightly disappointed dad, but there wasn't genuine anger at his son for the severity of behavior displayed. Henry had successfully persuaded school administration to not suspend his son, and the assaulted girl's parents put their daughter into therapy as Hyde received no punishment other than some yard work at Henry's parents' house. Henry somehow convinced the poor girl's parents not to press charges against Hyde. I was livid. How could Henry's son ever think this behavior was okay? As a survivor of sexual abuse, I couldn't fathom a child willingly doing that to another peer without having a few screws loose. I informed Henry that I hoped the other parents were going to press charges since Hyde's response when asked why he did it was, he thought it would be funny. Henry was audibly upset and ranted that it wouldn't do his son any good to be labelled a sex offender and these kinds of stupid consequences wouldn't help him since he's just a child. Henry informed me that Hellier agreed with him and that he couldn't believe I sided with the poor schoolgirl's parents in wanting to mindlessly persecute his innocent son. I was flabbergasted that Henry's behavior had flipped so strongly into defending Hyde, even after the security camera footage. Hyde maliciously assaulted a female classmate, needlessly traumatized her, and was getting yard work as a consequence. I resolved that I wasn't Hyde's mother, but when I returned home, I'd see where the situation had developed. I called Henry on my first Saturday in Mississippi, and he didn't pick up the phone. He had never missed a call before, but I figured life happens and he'll text back eventually. He does reply a few hours later, and communication is back to normal. Frequent calls and texts are abound all throughout the next few days until Tuesday. Tuesday, October 26, 2021 Henry texts me that he needs to talk to me. I call him at the time he told me to call him and he's at work. He asked me to call him at work on purpose. He tells me that he slept with Helia and has rekindled his relationship with her. Powder keg ignition. He slept with Helier on Saturday and I had called him in the middle of it. That's why he didn't respond. It took him three whole days to gather what little manhood he had, even to let me know what he did. Henry states that his marriage never got closure, so he's going to pursue Helia again. He's keeping our cats because Hyde loves them, but I can have my belongings back when I return home since they're in storage anyway. This chain of events culminated in one fact to burn down our house of cards. I believed Hyde deserved consequences for sexual assault and Henry deemed me unfit to parent his son, so he ran to someone who he knew would support his belief, Hellier. I now had no home to go to, Henry had packed up and vacated my apartment, my belongings were stuffed in a storage unit out of state, my car was at Henry's parents house, my bank accounts had one small military paycheck in it and no savings as I gave Henry access to my entire nest egg. I look into my finances with a wary heart, and I have nothing left, not even my old retirement fund which I ended up having to pay extra taxes on F you, Henry. I was broke, homeless, jobless, and even though I was in the military, I refused to go active duty because I didn't have anything left in me to give at the time. I was such an anxious wreck in the weeks following I lost £15 in a month. Word spread that I was cheated on and dumped by my long-term fiancé. Unfortunately, common in the military. So aside from occasional friendly offers for drinks, nobody dared interact for the fear of the fuck-off attitude I was happy to share. I was going to fix this without Henry, and without Uncle Sam forcing me to live somewhere away from my now increasingly vital friend support circle back home. Reserves, I would stay. But I had work to do. I was stuck in Mississippi, over 2,000 miles away from home, and I had to focus on graduating this training school. In between class, I'm updating my resume and applying for jobs in my home state, calling in all favours from friends for when I come back so I can be picked up from the airport and have a temporary place to stay, and mourning never seeing my two cats again. The mother of one of my childhood best friends saw me posting on social media and quietly sent me some funds via PayPal, even though I hadn't spoken to her in years. I cried immediately when I saw her deposit. Everyone I knew emerged from the woodwork to help, even when I was nowhere near them. I wouldn't have made it through without everyone, and I dodged the bullets that were Henry and Hyde. I did it. I fucking made it. I graduated, made it home, and found my feet. Almost one year later, I have a decent, albeit overpriced, but what isn't overpriced in this economy apartment, a nice roommate, an adorable cat who is now friends with my roommate's kitten, and a great job that I adore and pays well. I drill at a nearby Navy base once a month, and my unit is a bunch of lovely dads who have adopted me into their fold with promises of tracking Henry's address for consequences if I ever requested it. Henry doesn't deserve even that much effort, though. So I will let sleeping dogs lie, knowing that Hyde will continue to be a horrible child. Amidst my belongings, some of Henry's own paperwork got mixed in. And inside those files, I found horror that cemented my resolve that I am better off without Henry and Hyde. Court documents, and arrest statements, school records, you name it, there was a negative form for it. Henry had assaulted Hyde a few years prior in drunk rage and Hyde had a multitude of prior behavioural issues unknown to me at the time of hosting this demon under my roof. Hyde had been expelled from one school, suspended from another, had documented incidents at his current elementary. Hyde had sharpened popsicle sticks and threatened to stab students, cursed and spit on teachers, assaulted classmates and instigated fights. Henry's son was a nightmare of a bully, but Henry was so blinded by wanting to be a friend instead of a parent that Hyde never faced a single dire consequence. The only part of my life that's still broken is my credit. Turns out, being homeless is expensive, and some items I can't get back from Henry. Henry's mom is continually disappointed in her son, and she helped me get most of my belongings back. And even some of my houseplants survived since Henry's kindly sister took it upon herself to see that some made it through for me. Henry's sister and mother have been lovely to me, and they never stop apologizing for Henry's behavior, even though it's not their fault. geez, that was a hell of a story. I only hope one day we have a story on pro or nuclear revenge about Henry and Hyde. Maybe, just maybe, karma will come around and bite them in the ass. Anyway, that is it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for being with us. As always, I can't wait to see you in the next one. Peace out. Take care.